0: Christian Assembly, it's great to be with you. Welcome, welcome. If I haven't yet met you, my name is Jill. I'm one of the community life pastors here at Christian Assembly, and it's great to be with you. If you are new or visiting, maybe a friend or a family member invited you, we want to extend a very special welcome, and we're so glad that you've chosen to be with us this weekend. If you are new, we have a new people's table out in the lobby with some volunteers who'd love to greet you, as well as give you a free welcome gift, and then we also have a connection card in your seat back. You can fill that out as a way of letting us. Know that you're new and drop that in the offering bags when they come around in just a moment. And one of our pastors would love to follow up with you. We also want to give a very special welcome to all those who are joining us online. And so if that's you and you're with us online, welcome. And we're so glad that you are with us. Well, you guys, we are so excited to be hosting our upcoming Christmas candlelight services on Friday, December 23rd, and Saturday, December 24th, as we get to gather together and celebrate the birth of Jesus and all that God has done for us. And so we invite you to join us, invite family and friends to join us. We want to remind you we will not be having services on Sunday, December 25th, so that you can spend that day with your family and with your loved ones. We also want to let you know that we will be hosting services on both sides of the street. So right here in our South Sanctuary, as well as across the street in our North Sanctuary. And whatever side of the street you plan to join us on, it's going to be a great service. We're going to have live teaching and live worship on both sides of the street. We also have a special Kids Church program. So if you've got kids, birth through fifth grade, Kids Church is hosting a super Kids Church Christmas. So your kids do not want to miss that. Well, we've been doing RSVP cards for the last couple of weeks. And if you haven't yet filled one of those out, we have some RSVP cards in your seat backs. This is not a ticket. This is just to help us on the planning side of things to know how many people to expect to each of our different service times. So if you haven't yet filled one out, I want to encourage you to grab one of those right now. Take a moment to fill that out. Let us know what service you and your guests plan to join us for. You can also let us know how many kids will be coming with you. And you can also use that card if you would like to volunteer to serve with Kids Church or our welcome team for the Christmas services. So if you haven't yet filled that out and you fill that out today, please just drop that in the offering bags when they come around in just a moment. And then we also just want to continue to remind you, invite your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, invite people that you know to join us for Christmas as we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus together. Well, now is the time in our service where we get to continue in our worship through the giving of tithes and offerings. And in just a moment, we will pass the offering bags. As always, you can give online through our Christian Assembly LA app or on our website. If you're new or visiting, please feel no obligation to give. And to our Christian Assembly church family, we always want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your ongoing giving and generosity. And as we prepare our hearts to give, let me just read to us what God's word says in Nehemiah 10, 35. It says, we obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all fruit of every tree year by year to the house of the Lord. And so may we be people who bring the first and the best of all that God has given to us back to Him. Would you join me as we pray? God, thank you so much for all that you've given us. Thank you for all that you have done for us. God, thanks for every every dollar that you have given us. Lord, thanks, as your word tells us, for even the ability to produce wealth that is an ability you've given to us. And God, would we honor you with our finances? Would we be generous with our finances? God, speak to us this Christmas season. Speak to us throughout the rest of the service. Encourage us and just Help our hearts to be attentive to you. Help our minds and our souls to be attentive to you, Jesus. And God, be with our Christmas services. Would you bring to mind people that we can invite, Lord? Would you bring to mind people that maybe don't attend church or don't have a place to be or who need to hear the good news of what you've done for us? And help us to be bold, to extend invitations and welcome people into our church family, into your family, God. So we love you. We pray all this in your great name, Jesus. Amen. The ushers can come forward.
1: Well, thank you, Alex. I love all those names from the book of Revelation. That book of the Bible is so rich. You know, we uh, spent 22 weeks studying through that book this past year. And when we were finished, I thought we could go back and start all over and preach another 22 weeks and it would be different messages. There's so much there. Don't worry, we will not do that. Well, uh, my name is Matt. If anyone's visiting, such an honor to have you and uh, honored to have any of you joining us online as well. In 1865, an American clergyman named Phillips Brooks went on a tour of the Holy Land, wanted to see the places that he had always read about, places he had preached about from the Bible. He visited Jerusalem and several other places around that city, and he visited the village of Bethlehem, wanted to see that place where Jesus was born. In fact, he kind of planned his trip so that that would be a high watermark. He wanted to be in Bethlehem on Christmas Eve and attend a late night church service there? Well, Phillips was from Boston. And at that time, Boston was one of the largest cities in North America. He had served in two different, uh, two of the largest congregations in that city. And so upon arriving in Bethlehem, he was surprised to find that it was still a very small village and only a little gathering of people were attending church that night. Well, after the service, he was told by someone where he could find the field where the shepherds uh, encountered the heavenly hosts announcing the birth of the Savior. And he thought, ah, this this is going to be it. This is going to be the highlight of my trip. And so he saddled a horse. He rode out of town to find what turned out to be just an ordinary field. For a moment, he tried to imagine that biblical scene that he had read about and preached about and pictured so many times in grand appearance. But he turned his horse and he rode back into little Bethlehem. All of human history, as Phillips Brooks had ever known it, turned on the hinge of what happened in Bethlehem. And yet as he rode slowly, Through the little streets of that sleepy village, it occurred to him that, that no bright and shining star, no glow of heaven, nothing merry and bright would ever be expected to come from such an unassuming, unimpressive, dark and quiet little village. Now, that memory somehow must have left a deep impression on him because three years later, back in Boston, he's getting ready for a Christmas Eve service for his church, and he's inspired to scribble out the words, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silence. Silent stars go by, yet in thy dark streets, those, those little unassuming streets, somehow shineth the everlasting light. He wrote those little words of that, that hymn that we know. He, he finished that little verse that says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Somehow, somehow the hope of all humanity came to those dark and little streets that he remembered. Somehow all fear was answered in that unassuming and unexpected place. Christmas reminds us of light breaking into darkness where it is least expected. More than any other gospel writer, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it's John who tells us most, most strong, with the most strong language of the power of that light. And so I want, I want to read John's words for us. They're printed in your bulletin and you'll see them on the screens. Listen to how John tells us Christmas happened. He says, in the beginning, the Word already existed. Now, just that statement, and and some of us are lost. What in the world is he talking about? But he's trying to describe. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. Sound like Christmas yet? The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of, of unfailing love and faithfulness and we have seen his glory the glory of the father's one and only son john testified about him when he shouted to the crowds this is the one i was talking about when i said someone is coming after me who's far greater than i am for he existed long before me And from His abundance, we all have received one gracious blessing after another. Some translations say grace upon grace. And one puts it, we've all received from His fullness one gracious gift after another. And John explains, for the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, the one and only Son, who is Himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. That's John's Christmas account. We're used to talking about what we want for Christmas, but John's words, help us see what we need for Christmas. And so I want to tell you two reasons why our world and all who live in it need Christmas. And then I want to tell you what John says we can expect for Christmas when we receive Jesus. So here's the first thing that John, first reason John tells us we need Christmas. He tells us that we need a Savior who is not of this world. In verse 5, John says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can, can never extinguish it. He describes it as light breaking forth, piercing darkness. He assures us that darkness has no power to stop this from happening. The light doesn't come from the dark. It shines in the dark and the darkness is powerless to stop it. I need a Savior and you need a Savior. This whole world needs a Savior who cannot be overcome, who cannot be stopped, but can break through darkness with power that this world doesn't know. You and I need a Savior who is not of this world. John's words tell us of the indescribable Savior. Now, when I was in college, I took several classes in the English department. In fact, I considered for a a little bit to be an English major, which I'm glad I I didn't choose that, but I've I've always appreciated the importance and power of words. Well, one semester in college, I took a Shakespeare class, and I discovered to my surprise that I don't like Shakespeare. (laughs) I hate Shakespeare. I, I hate reading that stuff. All the wherefore art thou's are, are exhausting to me. I just want to tell Shakespeare, come on, just say what you mean. <laughs> well, John's version of the Christmas story reminds me a little bit of Shakespeare. Shakespeare. It's poetic. It's full of symbolism and sublime phrases. We could be tempted to say to John, just say what you mean. Just tell us about the the wise men and the shepherds and Mary and Joseph. Just, Just do it that way, John. But John is a man trying with the inspiration of God's Spirit to describe the indescribable. It's no Midsummer Night's Dream. This is the hope of all humanity that He's trying to convey to us. He calls Jesus the Word, the light, the light that gives life, the true light, the One. He's like Moses in Psalm 90. The best He could do was just to say, from everlasting to everlasting, you're God. That's how He said it. And I wonder if you're aware this Christmas of how your soul longs and aches for one who is above and beyond this world. Through all the noise of life, are you aware of a a distant and great God who whispers to us, In your quiet, lonely moments, do you hear Jesus bidding you to come to know him better, but finding that there is too much to know? It's too vast for us to wrap our heads around. He's a Savior who's not of this world. And that's the kind of Savior we need. I need a Savior who knows the infinite scene of eternity that I can never comprehend. A Savior who cannot fit into words. A Savior outside the bounds of space who can see all that is lost to me because He could see me lost too. I need a big, omnipotent, omniscient, can't wrap my head around Him beyond my imagination Savior who is not of this world. A Savior who's never dependent on social trends or fashion whims, never locked into patterns of injustice, not owned by any nation or limited by language. I need a Savior who has overcome darkness and even death and the grave. I need a Savior who is never trapped, never trapped by addiction never limited by mistakes, never threatened by sickness or forgotten in history because He's a Savior who never, who never can be contained. He's a Savior who never gives up on broken marriages and broken families or broken hearts. That's the kind of Savior that this world needs. John tells us, here's the second reason we need Christmas. Because we need a Savior like that who has come in to the world to rescue you and me. I need a Savior who's beyond this world who chooses to come into this world and rescue me. It's not enough for God to be God and me to never know Him or ever receive what He offers. If God was only outside the world, I might be compelled to fear Him, perhaps even to worship Him, but how could God be my Savior unless He came into the world I live in? I need a Savior who is with me in my mess, in my life, in my circumstances. And John tells us, The Savior, who is not of this world, became human and made His home among us. I love the way Eugene Peterson put it in the message. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. He came. He showed up. I love that God didn't send a messenger, a priest, or an angel. God sent His Son, which is to say He sent Himself, God in flesh, fully man and fully God. And John says the one who has no beginning and no end, the one who is with God and is God, the one who is the source of all there is, the source of life and light, showed up in a dark world. Shakespeare never wrote himself into one of his plays to rescue his characters from a tragic end. But our God has entered into history for us. The creator of the world saw the hurting and the needy, the lost and lonely, and with compassion and an infinite determination to love, he has come. He saw the blind and the sick and the sinners, the tired and the confused, the oppressed and the outcast, and our God was moved. He had to reach to them. He had to touch them. He had to be with them. He had to call them. He had to save them. And that's why we need Christmas. Because Christmas tells us of the Savior, not of this world, who entered into this world to be like us, and to be with us so that we could be like Him and with Him today and in eternity. He came to this broken world and even let it break Him so that He could overcome all brokenness and you and I could overcome with Him. Do you know that He's near to you this Christmas? Do you know that this great God, the God of all creation who has no beginning or end, knows you and the situation you're in tonight? Do you know that you and I can still receive Him today, still believe Him today? His offer of life, it does not ever expire His mercies never run out, and His love never ceases. The world we live in still needs the light of life to shine in our dark streets. And this Christmas, we still need Jesus, the Savior, born into this world to rescue us. Now, John tells us two expectations to have when we receive Him. The first is that he tells us to expect a choice. Will you receive the Savior or not? Will you receive what he offers or not? John puts it this way. He came into the world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came even to his own people, those who should have known him and noticed him, but they rejected him. But to all who believed him there's the choice to all who accepted him he gave the right to become children of god and they are reborn will you accept jesus and believe him will you receive what he offers you because there is belief and there is acceptance Not just to believe He is who He says He is, but to receive Him, to accept Him into your home, into your circumstances. Will you believe that the brightness of His glory can shatter even your darkness? Will you receive Him full of the grace and the truth that He wants to fill your life with? Will you believe in the power of God to accomplish what human will never can? Christmas offers all of us that choice to open our hearts and souls to the light of life. And then John tells us that if we choose to receive Jesus, here's the other thing we can expect. We can expect Him to make us new. It's easy to find darkness in this world. Easy enough to start to think that that that's really all there is. You don't have to go looking for stress or conflict. It will find you because there's plenty of it. There's plenty of depression. There's more than enough fear. If you're ever tempted to, to settle for darkness or to expect that injustice, that's just the... That's just the name of the game. Strife and and conflict, it never ends. If you're ever tempted to look down the dark streets of our own city and wonder if you should still expect to find any light or expect the light of Jesus to really, to really make a difference, then look again at what is said about the light. Because John says the darkness, it couldn't be extinguished. Other translations say the darkness could not overcome the light. Others say the darkness could not comprehend the light, couldn't understand it. The truth and power of the gospel is foreign to the darkness of this world. Which means old habits make no sense in the light of life with Jesus. Old grudges and unforgiveness make no sense in light of the love of God. Where do you need Jesus to shine his light on what needs to be made new for you in life with him this Christmas? Where do you need to see hope that you thought could never be found for change that you stopped expecting ever to be possible. Christmas means that we can still expect change. We can still expect new freedom and new priorities, new attitudes, new compassion, new strength, new patience, new courage. Receiving life with Jesus by faith, it Will, if you receive it, John says, expect this. It will result in change again and again from glory to glory, grace upon grace, one gracious gift after another in the light of life with Jesus. There are still and always will be gifts to be received from the power of God for all who believe and go on believing. Alex, would you come and join me? I want to leave you with just this reminder as you begin to celebrate Christmas this year. The Savior who is not of this world has come. He has come to enter into our hearts and to make us new. And you can today open your heart and receive Him for the very first time. And if that is the case, I urge you, I urge you, make this Christmas like no Christmas you have ever known by welcoming the nearness of Almighty God, by welcoming Jesus born for you as your Savior But even those of us who have received Him and want to go on receiving Him, I want to urge you to open your heart to Jesus again for what the Spirit of God still today wants to fill your life with. The light that He still wants to shine in your direction. I know I still need Him this Christmas. I still need the light of the world to shine on me. To shine where I need darkness to flee. To shine on where my heart is broken. Where my heart can grow callous. Where I can begin to not expect it. Not there. Oh God, shine in dark streets through this city. Shine on me again. May God shine His light on all of us.